0: hey everyone going live today here on wednesday talking about the best weight loss habits so the first thing you want to understand is that habits i know this is obvious but habits is short for habitual behaviors and your weight is ultimately a reflection of your habitual behaviors what you do regularly right how you eat how you live um what you do right they're all impacting your weight in their own little way And so the best weight loss habits, there's kind of two kinds of them, right? There's the things we're going to do that kind of support you losing weight in the most effective way possible. And then there's the obvious ones, the things you're going to stop doing, right? The habits you're going to stop doing. So when it comes to habits, what you want to remember, this is probably the most important piece of it all, is that you can't get rid of old habits, right? Once you have that neural wiring of a bad habit, you can't get rid of it, right? So there's no getting rid of bad habits. That's kind of an illusion. And it's a little confusing to your mind so really what you're doing is you are installing new habits in place of the old habits right and so that first starts by recognizing really both of these types of habits which habits are going to support you better I'll talk about those in a second and which habits do you need to stop in order to drop the weight and and get back to where you want to be so the habits you want right I, I typically refer to these as lifestyle habits first okay and so the lifestyle habits are sleeping, hydration, uh, relaxation, breathing, nourishment, movement, meditation, and gratitude. Because with these habits in your life, you start to transform yourself at a literal cellular level. You, you affect your biochemistry, your hormone levels. Um, then it leads up to the cravings you have, the moods you're in, your energy levels, your ability to think clearly and creatively, uh, your willpower. Uh, all of these things are impacted by making these lifestyle changes. So it's really this combination of what you wanna do and what you wanna stop doing. And when you identify what you wanna stop doing, you wanna talk about what you'd rather do instead, okay? Because your subconscious mind does not understand negatives. So to go into a process of trying to create change with a focus on what you wanna stop doing is very confusing to your subconscious mind. It's kinda like if you imagine giving directions to someone and saying, okay, first I don't want you to go in reverse and then don't take a left and then don't go straight and then don't take a right. <laughs> right? It's very confusing. Our brain doesn't understand. Just tell me what to do. All right. So when it comes to the habits, it's not about what you want to stop doing. You could start there, but you really, as quick as you can, you want to get to, which habits do I want to do? Um, with the habits I don't like, what do I want to do in place of them? And that's a much clearer message for your subconscious mind to understand. And you're going to find you have a much easier time implementing those habits. So, The next thing is to recognize that habits take a bit of work. So habits are really about reinforcement. And this is a key factor because the way people think about weight loss a lot of times is they think, well, if I know what to do, then I'm going to do it, right? So this is the diet mentality where it's like, let me just follow a diet and just tell me, give me the meal plan and I will follow it. And the big mistake there is thinking that consciously you're going to force yourself to eat and act in a new way. And that's what you're gonna do. Starting tomorrow, I'm just gonna eat and live in a different way. And I'm consciously gonna force myself to do this new way. But that's not how your brain works, right? Your conscious mind is just a small part of your brain. You are a subconscious creature, right? You're primarily this subconsciously oriented person who's running behavioral programs on autopilot and then carrying them out. And so we wanna recognize that because, again, the more you understand yourself, the easier it is to install habits that are gonna help you succeed. But if you don't understand how your mind works, then you're going to go about it intuitively in a wrong way, most likely. Again, this idea that you're gonna use your willpower and just force yourself to act in a new way. That's very short-sighted. And that's what diets are. Diets are, at their nature, very short-sighted, right? People code dieting as this temporary thing. I'm going to diet until I lose the weight. You know, I just wanna lose the weight. And they think in their mind of kind of this arbitrary finish line. Um, Well, it's not arbitrary. I mean, the the weight's gone. But the the next question that follows that is how long do you want to lose the weight for? (laughs) Right? And most people want to lose the weight a long time. So it's about understanding that what we're really looking to do here is not so much trying to force ourselves to act in a new way. Now, and again, the other thing about that is it's fast, right? So just give me the plan. I'll just follow it. Um, But we really want to be oriented towards long-term success, right? Mastering your weight once and for all for good. And once you start expanding that time frame from just losing weight to living at my goal weight for the rest of my life on near autopilot, you start needing to influence your subconscious mind because you can't consciously micromanage every little food decision you're gonna make, every little behavior you're gonna do. You'll tire yourself out. You will wear your willpower muscle out very quickly. It does. It's not what it's meant for. And so instead you wanna use your willpower to implement and develop habits that run automatically that allow you to live at your goal weight, right? So it's a completely different approach. It's just a different focus than the diet idea where you're just going to micromanage everything you're doing, okay? So how do you influence your, your habits, right? So once you know what the habits you want are, right? And so I'm not I kind of give you the, the lifestyle habits, the general ones, um, and then you identify the habits you don't want to have, the ones that are responsible for the extra weight. Then it becomes a process of how do you implement these new habits? How do you install them into your subconscious mind. And this is where it's very important to understand how your mind's made up. So you have a conscious mind that's very logical and rational. So you can read a book about nutrition, and you can understand what you should eat, why you should eat it, how it's going to help you, and you use your conscious willpower to force yourself to try and eat that way. But that is a short-term approach. Again, it's very unsustainable. So what we want to do is we want to read that book and come up with some ideas But then we want to program those ideas into our subconscious mind so that they run on autopilot. And the subconscious part of your mind runs much differently than your conscious mind. So you can read a book and understand all the logical reasons why you should do something. And your conscious mind likes that. That's what your conscious mind does. Your subconscious mind does not think logically. Your subconscious mind does not respond to that book the same way that your conscious mind does. Right? And this is, comes down to, by the way, this is the core challenge you have of your managing your weight, is that you know what you should do and why you wanna do it and how to do it, but you can't get yourself to do it consistently. And this is because you do not know how to program your subconscious mind. You might not even be thinking about your subconscious mind. But it is your subconscious mind that is just running the programs that have been installed in there, not by you necessarily. Um, Some have been installed just through experiences you've had. A lot of it's been installed through commercials, nonstop commercials um, for for eating certain foods. So a lot of these programs have been installed through our subconscious mind and they just run on autopilot. This is why when you wanna lose weight and you wanna lose weight as much as anything in the world, you struggle to behave in a way that's congruent with that goal, right? Because your subconscious mind is still just running the same patterns and behaviors it's always running. You see? So this becomes the focus of shifting and program our subconscious mind to do the things we want it to do. And the way that we program our subconscious mind is through using your imagination. And so you know that if you've watched a movie or a TV show, that is hypnosis. Now it's being done to you. So you're literally being hypnotized. The real way to program yourself is to learn self-hypnosis, right? So I teach a process called self-hypnotic programming, which is where you use your imagination to program in new behaviors into your subconscious mind. But the process is very simple. It's kind of a, I guess, a complex term, you know, in a sense, but it's a very simple process. And it feels very much like watching a movie or watching TV where you are, what's happening? You're experiencing whatever is going on on the screen and you're imagining that you're kind of in that scenario, right? So you're getting this vicarious experience from it and it's affecting you right you watch a comedy you're laughing you watch a horror movie you're nervous intense releasing adrenaline into your body you watch a sports uh, sporting event and you're again releasing adrenaline and, and uh you know cortisol into your body and so by imagining you're watching something but you're imagining that you're in that experience and you're literally having a physiological response to it think about this right? this is the real power of hypnosis so let me clarify this too. You've got to get yourself out of the mindset of, oh, can I be hypnotized? Can I not be? You 100% can and are and have been your entire life and will be the rest of your life because you're primarily a subconscious creature. Right? You, you you operate on primarily on autopilot most of your life. <laughs> you know, This isn't a bad thing, but it's just the way your brain is. And so when you want to create long-term changes, when you want to transform yourself, when you want to master your weight instead of just losing some weight for a little while... It's really a process of programming into your subconscious mind, the new behaviors that keep you at that weight. Notice how hard it is for you to lose the weight, right? Because when you want to lose the weight, you're consciously trying to change your behaviors, but some part of you is compelling you to keep doing the same behaviors. That is your subconscious mind. And that is the power of your subconscious mind. Even when you use everything you can to fight against it, it still ultimately is winning. Okay. So instead of fighting against your subconscious mind, understand it, learn about it, figure out how you can communicate with it and program it so that it starts to do new behaviors that keep you at your goal weight. Right? So I hope that makes sense. And so then it just becomes a matter of figuring out which habits you want, which behaviors you want, and then installing them in. And the process of installing them in again, it's different consciously you could read a book watch a documentary watch a video and you could learn things and it changes your conscious mind you now think differently about it but thinking about it differently does not mean that you behave different right you notice this and so you need to think about your subconscious mind differently it's not as easy with your subconscious mind to just give it some information and then it just changes what you have to do is you have to reinforce that new behavior consistently. And we do it through imagination. There's ways to do it in a more powerful way, um, but we do it basically through a, a process of imagination and action. You use both of these to install the new behaviors you wanna have that are gonna help you reach your goal. All right, and so it's, it's that simple. I don't know, you don't even, I don't wanna make it seem more complex than it is because basically self-hypnotic programming is the first step is physiologically relaxing your body. You know, because usually your sympathetic nervous system is activated, right? A lot of times when you think about your weight, you get tense, you get stressed, anxious, right? Because it's linked with kind of failure and frustration. And so the first thing you want to do when you're programming your subconscious mind is you want to relax and activate your parasympathetic nervous system, your fight or flight, or your, your rest and digest system. And you calm all this down, and this makes you much more receptive to whatever you're going to imagine. So think about it when you're watching TV, you're very, relaxed and calm and you're just accepting what's being said you're not arguing against everything you're not saying "Oh, i'm just watching light on a screen and sound out of a speaker none of this is real i'm sitting on my sofa none of this matters it's all fake i'm not experiencing this like you're not doing that you're actively going along with the imagination and you're just experiencing what you're watching in real time and it has an effect on you so it's that same process to install new behaviors into your mind Now, the big shift here, I will say, there's a lot more to it. I can't go into all the detail, but the biggest thing I can suggest to you is that you start thinking about what you want to do instead of what you don't want to do. And so this is one of the hardest things for humans to do, it seems like, because we want to just think of what we don't want to do. So it's a, I got to stop eating ice cream, stop eating ice cream, stop eating ice cream at night, stop eating ice cream at night. Okay. But what happens when you say things like that, I got to stop doing this is you start creating a vacuum of behavior, right? Because you keep telling yourself what you shouldn't do, but you're not telling yourself what you should do. And those two imaginings are completely different, right? So if I tell you to think about a banana, or don't think about a banana, don't think about a banana, right? You start thinking about a banana, okay? So what happens is literally your visual cortex lights up an image of a banana. And looking at a banana or imagining a banana, there's not much difference. Both of those processes are lighting up your visual cortex, that's a banana. So when we say, I don't want to eat ice cream, what are you imagining? You're imagining yourself eating ice cream, okay? Now you're saying don't eat ice cream. So you understand it, but you subconsciously are imagining yourself eating ice cream. And then you're kind of coming in and saying, don't do that though, right? But that's a big difference between saying, don't eat ice cream tonight. Don't sit on the sofa at eight o'clock and eat ice cream. I'm not going to do that tonight. Now, again, I've painted a very clear picture in my mind. And then I said, don't do it. And there's a big difference between doing that and saying, you know, tonight, eight at o'clock, I'm going to go for a walk around the block, then I'm going to come home and I'm going to sit on the sofa and drink some water and, you know, watch a show, whatever. Okay. The point being that now you're telling yourself what you're going to do. Now, here's the other part of this is that you start off with some general idea of what you're going to do. So like, just like I said, then you go and put it into action and see, did it work or did it not work? because this is the secret, and this is what no one does with weight loss, is that it's about reinforcing and optimizing your strategies. You think, let me repeat that, because this is so uncommon when it comes to weight loss, because typically with weight loss, people think just give me the plan and I'm going to follow it, you know? But that is not accurate. What's going on here, even if you get a plan, right? Even if someone just gives you the meal plan, doesn't matter, keto, pick whatever one you want. Ultimately, if you're gonna succeed with it long-term, what's going to happen is you're going to create your version of it to some degree. And what that means, so we could just say two people are keto, right? No carbs. Let's just say they're both following it perfectly. No carbs at all. Well, one person's going from you know eating carbs at night to not eating carbs at night. That person, A, is doing something different during that time. Now they're, not, they're both not eating carbs, fine but the specifics of what they're actually doing. One person's going for a walk, drinking water, and doing yoga. The other person is reading a book, drawing, and then playing piano and then going to bed. Do you see what I'm saying? like There's specific differences between those two people. And that is why you have to understand that even if you start off with the same plan, your interpretation of it, your experience of that is going to be different. And, and, And no one really talks about this because you just think, well, I'm just not gonna eat carbs. Yeah, but what are you going to do? What are you going to do during that time when you used to eat carbs? What is your strategy? What is your plan? And you have to get into a lot of specificity, you know, which, which may, because again, people was, oh, I'm just not going to eat carbs. That, that doesn't mean anything to your subconscious mind, you know? Um, so we have to figure out replacement behaviors for it. And those replacement behaviors, we want to ultimately turn them into habits so that they run automatically. What's a habit that we all have that's really helpful? Well, brushing your teeth. Right, that's not something you were born with. It's something that you trained into your subconscious mind, and it didn't just happen automatically. It didn't. You weren't told, "Oh, you know what? You should brush your teeth, and it's good for your teeth, and you'll have them forever." And then you just did it. You had to reinforce that behavior over and over and over again. But now it pretty much runs itself. Now you still kind of, you're still there, you know, kind of guiding it along and making sure you're doing it. But it's 90% of it's just subconscious. You just do it. Oh, this time I brush my teeth. Oh, it's this time I brush my teeth you know, and it just runs an autopilot. So that's how, that's how you really want to optimize for change. I mean, that's the real secret to creating long-term change. And it's not what most people do when it comes to weight loss, because most people approach their weight loss in a very conscious oriented way, where they think they're just going to control, micromanage every little thing, you know, with their willpower and by forcing themselves to act in a new way. But that's very short sighted. It's a very short term approach. So again, it becomes this never ending i don't mean to scare you but it becomes a never-ending process of programming these things into your mind optimizing tweaking them making them better programming more into your mind you know and so that's the beauty of of using habits right so what are the best habits again it's up to each person but as i said the lifestyle pieces are really key to program in there as a foundation right um i use a metaphor a lot of times that a lot of times people approach weight loss like Imagine you're driving your car and you wanted to stop it, but you kept your foot pressed down on the gas, and then you just expected to stop it, you pressed really hard down on the brake, right? That's how most people try and lose weight. They've got their foot down on the gas, metaphorically, that's their lifestyle. They're not getting enough sleep, they're not hydrated, they're tense and stressed, they're not nourishing their body, they're not moving enough, their mind's you know, all over the place. Um, and they're ungrateful and so all of these things are creating a foundation that are causing excessive cravings excessive hunger you're exhausted your moods are all over the place your hormones are all imbalanced, and so if that's the physical reality you're dealing with it's extremely difficult to lose weight because all of those factors urge you to overeat and to overeat the wrong foods You know, so again, we want to have a holistic approach to mastering your weight that it's not just cutting calories, it's this holistic thing, you know, and there's all these other factors uh, that are going on that are impacting your weight in a secondary way, you know. And so, I think when you look at things that way, it makes it easier ultimately because an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. And so, instead of fighting against crazy cravings, never being satisfied, feeling exhausted, having your moods all over the place, having your blood sugar all over the place, that's a very difficult situation to succeed with for obvious reasons. And so when you manage those, it's easier and it feels better. You know, so that's the next piece is that the benefits of this far exceed just weight loss. You know, this becomes you really tapping into your true potential, being the person you're meant to be. You know, being energized, being focused, being clear headed, having your hormones more balanced, having your moods being brighter and happier and more hopeful, um, having more energy, you know, having your body and your metabolism more efficient and effective, you know? And so once you have this situation, yeah, I mean, you still have to do the eating part, but it's way easier. You know, now your body's working with you as opposed to working against you. And you got to recognize this because I don't know. I don't know how anyone can change. I, I I mean, people are struggling to lose weight. I mean, it's, it's an epidemic. It's 70% in America. People are overweight or obese right now. And that number is expected to go up to 90% in the next five, six years. So, I mean, I, I, don't, <laughs> I don't know if this is crazy. You know, like we flipped out with drugs in the 80s, but this is killing more people than drugs. You know, so I, I don't know. I don't know why we just kind of overlook this and just accept it. You know, I mean, I got my theories and my, my, my ideas, but. Um, it's so serious it's literally your life you know it's your life like how long you're gonna live is directly impacted by how much you weigh because how much you weigh is a huge indicator of where your health's at and that's not 100% right we know that now you know you can be overweight and have healthier numbers than someone who's thin but you know th- th- there's a lot of parallels and so you need to look at this as a more serious thing I, I was saying this today I was th- I was doing a call and um, I think—I like to think about the food and the weight issue very much like cigarettes. Cigarettes are very informative when it comes to your weight because if you think back to cigarettes, you know, 100 years ago, no one thought cigarettes were unhealthy even, right? And 50 years ago, no one associated and equated cigarettes with lung cancer, which seems so crazy now, right? But they didn't, and that's for two reasons. Because the cigarette companies sat on the studies, and they kind of kept them out of view— but they knew they were there. And so during those decades where they were able to sit on these studies, they also flooded the zone with all sorts of bullshit. And so it got people all, I don't know. Guess what they're doing now with the food, (laughs) right? It's the same thing and the weight loss. I mean, most people I talk to, it's like they don't even know what to do to start now. They're so confused, right? Why? Because there's a different diet every week and they're always telling you something different. It's on purpose. The diets are owned by the food companies, right? Weight Watchers was owned by Heinz. Jenny Craig was owned by Nestle. The company that owns Atkins food products is owned by the company that owns onions, pretzels, and Cinnabon. These companies don't want you to lose weight. They don't want you to eat less of their product. They want you to restrict the calories in a drastic way for a little while because that leads you to consuming more calories ultimately. And so you get these half-assed diets that never really, they never really answer the big questions about how to actually lose weight because what your weight loss comes down to is can you change your behavior? That's the question, you know what you should do and what you shouldn't do, right? If you were a robot and you just typed in what you're gonna eat all day and then you did that, you'd have no problem losing weight. The problem is you know what you should eat, but then when it comes time to do it, you can't get yourself to do it consistently. And so that's because you have no idea of how to change your behaviors. And this is because the diets never show you how to do it. They always just tell you what to do and never show you how to get yourself to do it. You have no sense of what you're working with in terms of your mind. You have this intuitive sense that you're just this conscious person who on some magic Monday is just gonna all of a sudden use your willpower to follow a plan 100% until you get to your goal weight. And then what? You know what I mean? It's very it's very hypnotic thinking in a sense because if you think about you, how you think about your weight, it's very irrational and inadequate, right? Because here you are, if you're listening to this, you struggle with your weight most likely, and you've probably been struggling with your weight for decades. And you have as little understanding, if not less understanding of how to change your weight now than you did before you started your first diet, which is to say you've been doing this for decades and you literally have no idea how to change your weight. You have no idea how to change your behaviors. How is this possible, <laughs> right? And it's because the diets, they're, they're not, they're, they're totally inadequate, you know? It's like bringing a rock to a bazooka fight. Like, like the diets are just completely inadequate for you to change your weight. And as long as you keep thinking a weight's gonna be the secret way that you're gonna change your weight, what, think about it now. Take a second and think about what you're thinking about because it's not a complete thought. It's not a rational thought. What do you think's gonna happen? I know you wanna lose weight, right? And so what do you think? In the back of your mind, you think like, I don't know, I'm just hoping at some point I'll just get motivated. I'm just hoping that, that some Monday I'll wake up and I'll just start following a plan. You know what I mean? Like you have no strategy. You have no understanding of motivation. You know, and so here you are being superstitious, just hoping that you're just, you know, just struck by some motivation, some inspiration to finally start doing it, you know, and that should let you know that it's a completely inadequate plan. Because if a real plan, and I'm going to say, I, I, I listen, I, of course, I think my, my weight mastery plan is the best one. But the first thing my plan starts with is it breaks down motivation right? It it breaks down motivation. That's the very first thing. Because without motivation, what's the point of any of this, you know? And so it breaks down motivation. I call it the motivation matrix. So you learn how to utilize pain and pleasure because those are the twin forces that are driving all your motivation, right? Do you know how to use pain and pleasure strategically to motivate yourself, right? And uh, the next phase is intrinsic and extrinsic motivation, understanding the science of motivation. There's a literal science that they've studied and tested but you probably don't know that. And so you're just floundering around, you know? And it's like, who cares? I, I mean, I don't, I don't do this because I care how you look. I do this because you might die years, decades earlier than you need to because you can't change your weight. You can't change the way you're eating. Why do I know this? Because my dad died at 54 of a heart attack. He knew he had heart issues for years ahead of that. Now it was 1984, so people didn't have as much knowledge and understanding. But still, he knew that he had a problem here And he was unable to change how he ate or how he lived. And so this became a real focus of mine, an obsession. You know, why is it that everyone wants to lose weight, practically everyone, and no one's able to do it consistently? How is this possible? (laughs) Right? I don't know. I mean, what do you think about it? You know, how long can you try and just get it? And then, so here's the thing though, I will say this. So I know what ends up where people end up at ultimately, typically, Is they say, well, I want to lose weight. I want to do it so bad. I've tried everything. Nothing works. And you start believing that you can't lose weight because you think that diet's the only way to do it. You think really it's a, you're going to, there's some specific diet and then you force yourself to do it with willpower and that's how you lose weight. And because you think that, because it hasn't worked, you feel like you're a failure. You feel like you can't lose weight. And I'm here to tell you that's not the case. The case is that you are it's a shitty strategy. Dieting is a shit strategy. It's incomplete. It's ineffective. doesn't work. you going to argue with me? I mean, who the hell do you know that's lost weight on a diet long term? Do, do you know anyone? <laughs> like, is there anyone you know? Anyone watching this? Does anyone ever know anyone lost weight long term on a diet? I'm sure someone has, you know, but it's very few people. Statistically, they say it's, you know, 5%. 5% of people are able to lose weight and keep it off on a diet. And so, you know, it, it sounds obvious like when I say this stuff, but it's like what, what you're in almost. It, it's like, so people, I love uh, the people that are in the most trans, the most entranced are the ones that are saying, I can't be hypnotized. I would say you're hypnotized right now in terms of your weight because you think that you have to, um, you, you're, you're, the way you're thinking about weight loss is very like emotional and irrational in a sense, right? Now you think it's real, right? You think, well, listen, I just need to have willpower. I'll start living in a new way, right? But it's so, that's such a, a superficial, limited way to look at it. You know what I mean? Like it never gets to the nuts and bolts of how to actually do it. It's like the piano, right? So it's like I say, well, all I need to do to learn the piano, I just got to commit to it. I just got to do it. That's like the easiest thing in the world to say, right? So I just I just got to do it. I just got to get get a teacher, take some lessons, learn the piano. I'm good. That's That's what I got to do. Right? But there's no discussion of the nuts and bolts of actually learning the piano. You know, nuts and bolts, scales, timing, you know, chords, keys, all this different stuff. That's the nuts and bolts of it. And so when it comes to weight loss, you're, you're, I know what to do. I just got to get myself to do it. That mantra is means almost nothing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and people could say that literally as a mantra their entire lives, entire lives. I know what to do. I just need to do it. You don't know what to do. If you knew what to do, you would do it. Believe me, you want to be thin, right? You want to lose weight. So if you knew how to do it, you would be doing it. He said, well, I know what to do. I just gotta get myself to do it. Well, you know, you have an idea of some tactics you should do, right? You know, you should eat better. That means almost nothing. Oh, I should stop eating carbs. Okay. That's huge and vague. How are you going to get yourself to do that? What are you going to do when you had a shitty night of sleep and you wake up and you're really hungry? What do you do then? <laughs> what do you do when you make a mistake? Oh God, right? Because what most people do, they start they start their diet and they follow it perfectly, and then the second they're making a mistake, they're off, off. Now they're done, all or nothing, right? And so it's it's all these approaches to losing weight that are completely you've been you've been hypnotized by the diets, a little snow globe. Um, you've been hypnotized by the diets to think about weight loss in a very limited way, and so that's why I do all these lives and make these videos because. I just do it for free just to let you know it's not you. It's really not you. Someone says I'm such an all or nothing type of person. Yeah, sure. And, and that can be okay in some things, but not with weight loss because I'm going to say something's going to bum you out, but it's like this is – people approach weight loss like it's a sprint, but the reality is weight loss, weight mastery is is forever. You know, this is a marathon. It's a never-ending marathon, and you have to recognize that because then you can start choosing strategies that are appropriate. If you think this is a sprint, you choose extreme things that are gonna get you fast results, but they're unsustainable, you know? And so you gotta make peace with the fact that this is gonna be the rest of my life that I wanna master my weight, right? Because when you lose the weight, how long are you gonna keep it off for, right? And so um, it's important that you recognize this is a long-term process because that sets you up to start to be able to strategize for when you're up and when you're down, when you're not all, right? So I have a saying that I like, I would suggest you're an all or nothing person. I suggest you become all or something, So that you're all when you're all, when everything's going great, yeah, do everything. But then strategize for when you feel like shit. When you're stressed out, when you don't want to do anything, have some strategies that are really easy. Phrase I always use, reduce to the ridiculous. Have some strategies you can do when you're absolutely wiped out. You know, even if they're just little things, because again, I always say consistency over intensity. And you're doing the opposite. When you try and lose weight, you've got intensity way over consistency. You don't give a shit about consistency because you just want to be intense to get fast results so you can lose the weight. And it's such a tunnel vision that you're missing the whole big picture behind it. You know? um, someone says, can you talk about how to maintain goal weight? I'm not far off. Yeah, that's super. In my program, we start, we literally start on day one with a maintenance mindset. Okay, because yeah, you have to, I'm, so you're, on, you're ready for a big challenge, <laughs> was, uh, Melissa. Um, congratulations, okay? But get ready, because the psychology, people get so obsessed with the weight loss piece that they say it almost like a mantra. I just want to lose weight. I just want to lose weight. I just want to lose weight. You don't just want to lose weight, okay? You want to lose the weight and then live at your goal weight for the rest of your life on your autopilot. That's the real goal. So I would suggest that you start describing your goal. Transition the goal from weight loss to I want to live at my goal weight for the rest of my life on your autopilot. That's a much clearer goal for yourself. And it's more accurate, isn't it? (laughs) right especially you start getting close to this goal weight because i'll tell you the big challenge you have now is when you first start losing weight you give up the pleasure of the food right the pleasure of the food goes down because you're not eating as much of it but what replaces it is the pleasure of the scale going down right that that replaces the pleasure of the food and so that's cool for a while but then you get to a place where you stop losing weight and so now the food's gone and then the weight pleasure's gone right and that's the challenge so you got to find reasons why you love living the way you're living. And this is why weight loss really, it can't just be about that number on the scale. You know what I mean? It's just too limited of a goal. It's not that motivating to us. So we need to, I always say you want to take your weight loss and wrap it in personal development. And so you want to identify the things that have been best about living at, getting to this goal and in this process. And so what I would focus on is, now, again, this going to take a little bit of work because I don't know if any of this stuff going to resonate with you um, because if you're just on a diet mindset, it's all just about the losing weight. And once the losing weight disappears as the goal because you reach it, the, the feeling of just maintaining your weight is not very motivating, to be honest. Okay. So what you need to do is you need to find reasons why you love living this way. And so what I would point you to, so in my program, again, once we get past the motivation piece, we move into the self-image. And that's really what all my approach is based around, because the weight loss usually is not enough. You know, people lose weight and put the weight back on all the time. So the weight loss doesn't guarantee that you feel amazing and happy and motivated to keep it off, you know, unfortunately. And so what I suggest you do instead is you start thinking of who you want to be and you start thinking not just because you look different, but because of the fact that you were able to change your behaviors, I would build on that. The fact that you were able to you know, change how you're eating, how you're living, so that you're able to lose the weight and, and get close to your goal weight, I would start to use that as kind of a doorway to say, who's the best Melissa? Who's the most unbelievable Melissa I can be? You see, mean, this is that, that personal development piece. Who do I want to be? Why do I want to be that person? And you start organizing your motivation around being the best version of yourself. And the weight is just one aspect of that. Um, And you start thinking, you start transitioning. Instead of the weight, you start focusing on how you have more energy, how you feel more comfortable in your body, how you have more confidence, how you have more feelings of success and certainty within yourself because you've made this shift and change, you see? I start orienting around these things because otherwise, you know, you might be recognizing it, right? That, that You almost start, people, this happens, again, it doesn't make sense logically, but a lot of times as people start getting close to their goal weight, they start feeling a lot of anxiety because they have not prepared themselves for maintenance at all. They've been so tunnel vision focused on just losing weight. And as the goal gets closer, they start getting really, really anxious and scared. Because if all you've done is focus on losing weight, you've got to be careful of this, that, that your mind says, well, what do we do now? You, you have not prepared yourself to live as a thin person. You know what I mean? The idea of being an overweight person who's going to lose weight for a little while is a much different mindset than one who says, I want to master my weight and live and be a thin person for the rest of my life, a thin, healthy person. Those are two totally different mindsets right from the get-go. And so it's not too late for you, but you've got to make that shift and start thinking of yourself as a thin, healthy person, the best Melissa you can imagine, and get crystal clear on that and let that be the goal. Because that's almost the only chance I see of, of maintaining that. And I do the same thing, so I tell this to all my clients. So I'm not saying this as in a threatening way. You just, you need to upgrade your motivation because you're about, the thing that's been motivating you is about to come to an end, the, the weight loss part. Okay, so you need to find a new goal. And just maintaining my goal weight's not gonna be enough because it doesn't mean much. Weight's a means to an end. So you gotta give it more meaning. Hope that helps. Is there a way to manifest the fastest way to lose weight and keep it off? um okay so so (laughs) um yeah is there a way the fastest way to lose weight I'm just gonna I'm gonna push back on this a little bit I know you want to lose weight the fastest I know that okay however if I had to ask you what would you choose between losing weight the fastest or losing weight the longest which would you pick Right, and and there's no right or wrong answer. Okay, so I'm not. not, This isn't a trick question. It's just honestly, would you choose to lose weight the fastest, or would you choose to lose weight the longest for the longest time? You know, and so that's the first question. Because if all it is about fast weight loss, it's almost impossible within that paradigm of I just want fast weight loss. It's almost impossible not to choose unsustainable methods, extreme methods that are going to get you fast results. Because how do you manifest the fastest weight loss? Well, you eat, you restrict your calories the most. You start working out the most. You know what I mean? And so that, that's how you do it. But that's not necessarily the, the most sustainable, longest term weight loss you can accomplish, you know? So I'm not trying to be a wise guy here I, I you know what's the fast way to manifest the fastest way to lose weight again I, I would switch the orientation from fastest weight loss to longest lasting weight loss because oftentimes the fastest the, the strategies that give you the fastest weight loss and the strategies that give you the longest lasting weight loss are totally different I, I can't pretend that's not true you know so um I think sometimes we have to make a choice and i think you know in my opinion you know I'm oriented towards the long i want to I'm about weight mastery, so I don't care if it took me five years, you know what I mean, to lose the weight. It took me a little while, you know, but i would be honest. When I when I really got this, and I was fortunate, what really changed for me is I discovered neuro-linguistic programming hypnosis and, um, and yoga uh, and meditation. And that's where I really started my weight loss journey, but it really wasn't – it was a weight loss journey. Like, I, I don't want to pretend like it wasn't but it really was more focused on my health and being the person I wanted to be. And I wanted to live as a certain type of person for the rest of my life. So in a weird way, right? So I'll I'll share this, this is kind of how I describe it to people. That ideally the sweet spot is you wanna make this process one that where the weight loss is secondary. And it's a trick of the mind in a sense a little bit. But what I'm saying is you wanna focus on something that if you do it is also gonna give you the weight that you wanna be at. Right? So, for me, like I really, my dad died at 54 of a heart attack. So, for me, it's like I want to get healthy and I want to live as long as I can. I, I don't want to do, I don't want to contribute in any way to doing this to my kids and my wife, my family. And so, right off the bat, the goal was life or death. So, it's a more extreme goal that just wanted to look good in a bathing suit. Okay. But the next step is that I started doing yoga and I started getting into personal development. And so, I wanted to say like, who do I want to be? I got one shot at this life as far as I know, right? And so it's like, who do I want to be? What quality of life do I want to create for myself? And so I knew the goals I had and I was like, well, how can I achieve those? What puts me in the best position to achieve those? And so, I mean, looking a certain way, it's a little bit of it, but most of it is, I want to have energy. I want to have an abundance of energy. I want to feel my body just humming along. I want to nourish it. I want to feel good. I want to be flexible. I want to be strong. I want to be lean because I think it's better for my body my longevity. I want to have balanced hormones. I don't want to worry about a lot of these bullshit diseases. I don't want to worry about type 2 diabetes. I don't want to worry about my heart. I, don't, I want to be, live a worry-free life as I can. Okay. I want to have the sense of self, the, the self-image that I'm in control of my health and my weight. I want to feel like a person who's taken control, taking responsibility, and now has the power to control my weight and my health, my happiness, my life. And so, you know, I run my own business and I've been running my own business for 25 years. So it's like, that's a part of it as well. I got, you know, my, my beautiful family, you know, I, I love them. They're the, the most important thing in my life. I want to be the best dad I can be. I want to be the best husband I can be. You know what I mean? So all the things that are important to me into my life, I've wrapped and weaved the weight loss piece around it. So the weight loss almost just happens automatically because of this focus. So so I hope that helps re it's the whole weight loss game, by the way, it's, it's all a mindset game. I, I truly believe this, you know, I, I swear the mindset piece is the biggest piece. That's why my program, the very first thing we do is three levels to it. The mindset piece, the lifestyle piece, the eating piece. Right. And I start like, I would never do the eating piece before I did the first two. There's no point. It's like building a house from the top down. Doesn't work. You know, So you need a firm foundation and that's your mindset, the way you're thinking about all this stuff. And that's the primary challenge you have right now because you've been hypnotized by the diets. The diets have hypnotized you um, t- to think about your weight in a very ineffective way. You can't argue that, <laughs> right? Um, and so you need to change the way you're thinking about it, but it's changing the way you think about it. Again, cigarettes is such a great example. Imagine a hundred years ago when no one even thought cigarettes were even bad for you. I mean, it was before even the ads with doctors saying, this is the healthiest cigarette, but no one just assumed that, that smoking those cigarettes was bad. And so imagine trying to, they were just as addictive. And so imagine trying to quit cigarettes back then. You had way less motivation, why? Because you thought about them so much differently. You see, like the way we think about things has all these impacts that we can't see a lot of times. And so the way you're thinking about your weight, it's like, it's primarily, you're just thinking about very superficially, probably that you just want to look better. And that just doesn't give you the motivation that's really necessary to take this on. Cause it's a big, a big thing in life. You know, it's a big challenge. Someone says, do you have a group for motivation and supporting each other? Um, yeah, I do. My, my program, I have found that I, I've reorganized my program and we launched it for about a month now, but yeah, my, my program is, uh, is an intense, I think of like a college course condensed into eight weeks. And part of that is, yeah, we meet up twice a week, you know, and we have live calls, you know, because again, I've done over 5,000 private weight loss sessions. So being able to help people through this process is crucial, you know, cause I can see things that you can't see very, very quickly, you know, and I can turn you around very quickly. And so as you learn this and as you watch other people go through the same process, your understanding of what we're doing here increases, your expertise, your ability to influence yourself goes up and your ability to understand why you, uh, yeah, oh, look at someone wrote, so someone wrote, I love this PYT program so far, I, I like having a totally different mindset regarding health and weight loss. Yeah, there you go, right? That's what I'm talking about. So it's like it's this inside out approach to transforming your weight and your body, right? Because what everyone's doing is an outside in approach. You think that you're going to just control and take control of your eating and maybe exercising, and you're going to lose weight, and then you think that's going to turn you into a different version of yourself, you know? And it, not necessarily, you know. We know this because Maxwell Maltz was a uh, Maxwell Maltz was a. Uh, plastic surgeon back in the 50s 60s and he would he would help like fix deformities on people's faces you know that was a lot of the work he did and so he would realize that the, he would fix these deformities but some people would still act as if they had the deformity and that led him to realize the existence of a self-image we have this mental image of ourselves and our physical body is kind of like a, a it's a physical projection of our mental self right so the thing that's controlling your weight more than anything else is the self-image that you hold of yourself the way you think of yourself and if you've been struggling with your weight for decades, it you have you created a personality built around struggling with your weight. Now you don't like it. You don't like the weight, but you're familiar with it. And you know how to be in the world as an overweight person. And so there's a the the thing that needs to change, almost like the you know, like people talk about like a wet weight set point. You know, is that real? It's kind of like you have this subconscious thermostat that's controlling your weight. Right? Because notice this, you know, people don't think about this with the weight loss, but it's like, you're always trying to lose weight, but notice that when you're not even thinking about your weight, rarely do people's weight just keep going up and 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 up, you know, for most people they kind of have an, a high end, right? They got a low end and a high end of where their weight goes. And there's usually like kind of an average where it averages out. So it's like, there's some part of you that's kind of like controlling your weight at a certain kind of weight. Now it can go up a little bit over time, you know, a little bit here and there, but there's kind of like a, a generalized set point. And I'm telling you that 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 set point is primarily psychological in the way that you think about yourself and in your weight. And so even if you lose the, because how do you explain it, right? 95% of people that lose weight on diets end up putting it back on. So how do you explain that? How, right? You would think, right, according to how people think about this, that you'd lose the weight. It'd be so incredible and amazing that you'd be so fired up and motivated that you have no problem keeping it off. But that is not what happens. That's not what's happened to you. It's not what happened to anyone you know. So how do you explain this? We've got to ask that question because it gets to the core of why you're not able to lose weight in the first place. You know, and um, you know, and geez, if you've had that experience of losing weight and then putting it back on, that you, I'm telling you, that's a big challenge for you now. You've got to deal with that because subconsciously, what what you do now is now you associate weight loss with failure right? Now it's like, you don't even want to start a plan because you're like, well, what's the point? It's a lot of work. And then even if I lose the weight, I'm just going to put it back on. And then not only do I have that work and not only do I, you know, have to struggle all that time to lose the weight, but then I get all that disappointment on top of it, you know? So that's the way your subconscious mind's thinking about it now. So a lot of people I end up working with in my program, you know, they're forties, fifties, sixties, and they can't even get themselves started anymore. They just feel stuck. They can't get themselves started on a plan. You know, and I'm telling you the reason why is that your subconscious mind is protecting you from the diets. It's not that you can't lose weight. It's that the methodology you're using of dieting is your subconscious mind says, no, we're not doing this again. It doesn't work. It's incomplete. And your subconscious mind's right. (laughs) You know, you need to have this inside out approach. I I don't know how else you'd ever even make it happen. I I genuinely don't. I'm not just saying that because that's how I approach it. I, I just, I've studied, I've studied hundreds of people that have lost weight and kept it off long term and there is always a mindset component. Uh, Rarely, occasionally you find these really, really strict people who are miserable living this way, but they're, they're committed to it and they're miserable and they keep the weight off. But those are not the people that I modeled for my program or modeled my success after. I modeled people that had lost the weight and transformed themselves from the inside out. They changed the way they thought about food. They changed the way they thought about exercising and their health. And ultimately, they changed the way they thought about themselves. That's the most important part. I'm telling you right now, you believe that you can't lose weight. If you're struggling with your weight, you believe that you can't lose in a comfortable, enjoyable way. You're not even open to that possibility, you know? So thank you for writing that, Laurie. Yeah, so, so my program, it, it goes from the inside out. It's not rocket science. You know, I can tell you that. It's just, um, it's, it's common sense. I mean, how I came up with all this stuff is I modeled things that worked for people. That's neurolinguistic linguistic program is the science of modeling. You know, it's, it's supercharges a lot of like awesome mental techniques and stuff, but at its core, it's finding someone who's got the results you, you want. It's finding someone who's lost weight in a comfortable way and kept it off. And saying, hey, what the hell did you do? <laughs> What's going on? And not just what did you do on the outside? That's the point I'm trying to make. What did you do on the inside? How do you think about food? How do you think about exercising? How do you think about your habits? How do you think about yourself? How do you think about your weight? That's where the gold is. And no one ever asked this. Everyone's just so obsessed with the tactics of what you do on the outside. And you're missing the whole story. You know, I, I I I can't express this enough, especially with weight, because weight is such a I don't, it's a complex thing. There's so many factors to your weight, right? And people just focus on the physical one, and they think about like most people think about their weight like a bank account, debits and credits, calories in, calories out, right? And that is important, like it plays a part. But what dictates what you, what calories you're going to consume and what calories are going to go out is your mindset, right? Your psychology, how you think about yourself right? What's motivating you, what you think, how you even define this process, how you understand habits. Do you have any understanding of habits, like the structure of habits and how to change them? Or are you just winging it? You know, you're just winging it. <laughs> and it's not, again, I don't blame you for this. The diets really, if you want to know how to create a diet, I'll tell you, because the diets are all organized around the one concept, the one thing concept. So diets start with some idea. Okay. No carbs, um, only Mediterranean food. Uh, No, no fat, get rid of the fat. Uh keep the fat, get rid of the meat. Uh keep the meat, get rid of everything else. Just eat meat. (laughs) I mean, there's literally every kind of diet out there. But what you have to do is you have to start looking at the diet with your X-ray glasses that allow you to see through the bullshit and recognize, oh, here's another diet. It's telling me what to do, but it's not telling me how to get myself to do it. So any diet will work if you follow it, but the problem is you can't follow any diet long term because it's like you're jumping into it immediately, trying to do it 100%. It's not based on you, right? This is the part. It just makes me nuts. I just made a video about this. It makes me crazy to think that you're going to take a plan, an eating plan, from someone who's never met you. They have no idea who you are. And you're just going to be like, tell me what to do, and I'm just going to do it. Huh? Like, what? <laughs> it, it just, it, it just, it reeks of desperation. It reeks of just being like, I've, I don't care what I think or what I who I am. Cause you've got unique genetics, preferences, lifestyle. Like you're a unique little being, okay? But you're just gonna take some plan that has nothing to do with you? I mean, what? <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like it makes no sense. And so you wonder why you're struggling to follow some crazy plan. And then you blame yourself. That's the craziest part of the whole thing, you know? Is that you fall like, oh, just stop eating carbs. What? You know, it's it's a crazy idea to me. Now I get, I understand why people like it because it's a simple concept to understand. Oh yeah, I'll just stop eating carbs, simple. I'll start losing weight quick, sweet, you know? So the concept's simple. The execution is the challenge, right? And that's the same with all these diets. And so you've gotta start looking through the diets and realize, is it just telling me what to do or is it gonna help me actually do it? And my program's the complete opposite. <laughs> it's like, it's just all about like, how do you get yourself to do this? And again, it starts with motivation. It moves into self-image. Who do you want to be? It goes into understanding your habits and how to change them. Then it goes into emotions. You you don't think being able to manage your emotions in some way is going to impact your weight? Do you ever notice that you eat emotionally? Right? So what do you do to try and stop that? Well, you just try to use willpower to stop eating emotionally. That don't work. And then how to think like a thin person. You have no idea, probably. You know how to think like a dieter, but do you know how to think like a thin, natural, a natural, thin, healthy person? Probably not. I didn't. I had to learn it, like I had to learn another language almost, right? And then there's maintenance. Do you have a strategies for maintaining? Probably not, because you have a one-track mind of, I'm just going to go all in and lose the weight. I'm going to be perfect, I'm going to do the plan perfectly, and I'm going to lose the weight. Well, that's not realistic, unfortunately. That doesn't make you a bad person. That doesn't mean you have weak willpower. I mean, I work, primarily people who work with me are successful professionals, right? And so I get all the willpower to get through college, start a job, excel at the job. So they've got willpower. I work with people that are, that are parents. If you've got kids and you've raised them, you've got a lot of willpower. Cause there's lots of times you want to do the shit that you got to do for a kid and you need to do it. Why? Right. And so it's like, you've got willpower. The problem is you don't know how to map that willpower from those areas of your life over to your weight, you know, which is just, again, it's part of the bigger problem that you really have very little understanding of the, the deeper aspects of weight mastery, You know, and and most of it's a mindset game, you know? Um, So that's awesome. I'm glad you're liking the the program, Self-Thin Program. Thank you so much. Your words are helping me start my journey. Very good. Yeah, I'm glad. That's why I do these. Um, Someone says, how do I join the program? Okay, so what I do is, here's the problem with weight loss. People get very emotional and just join a program. So my program, the first thing you got to do is you kind of got (laughs) to earn the ability to join it. And so what you do is you can go in my description, you go in my bio, I put up training up there, three steps to master your weight, free training. You should watch it anyways. if You don't want to join my program. If you care about losing weight at all, you know, Um, and I'll just break it down for you. And then if if you get through that, right at the end of that, I talk about my program and and how to join it. Um, But it's, yeah, I, I mean, It's really about learning. And again, no one thinks about weight loss as a learning process. And and this is intentional, I believe. I really think you've been literally hypnotized by diets to think about weight loss in a very wrong way. (laughs) Because I don't think they want you to lose weight. I don't know. Like, why would a big... No food come... I'll let you know. I I promise. I will be on TikTok 24 hours a day. If Nestle reaches out to me and says, you know, we want to buy Program Yourself Then and blast it out to the world. We want everyone doing Program Yourself Then. Then I'll I'll change my tune, but I don't think that's going to happen because I don't think they really want my program getting out there And because my program is going to help people not eat their stuff so much. It's going to tank their sales (laughs) dramatically, okay? And so I don't think that's going to happen. So why would they buy Jenny Craig? Is it because when people do Jenny Craig, they stop eating all the processed food and stop eating all Nestle's products? I don't think so. <laughs> I think what it does is people restrict their calories in an unsustainable way for a little while. There's a thing called the what the hell effect. For it, it's, it's almost it's exclusive to dieters because dieters get in such a mindset of perfection. I'm going to follow this plan perfectly. And the second they make a mistake, they way go off the rails. It, it's documented. They've done studies literally with dieters and they brought them in with these studies. And the second they feel like they got off track with their diet, they go way off track for a while. Have you ever experienced that? <laughs> right. Someone says, this makes so much sense. I struggle with losing after a certain weight, even by not changing meals. No, Yeah. yeah. Um, that's what I mean. Like, like you have, you have a subconscious thermostat controlling your weight and it's, it's more than this, but, but the, the simplest way to understand it is it's your self image. You, again, you don't like being overweight, but you're familiar. You're comfortable with being overweight. You know how to be in the world you got your self-deprecating jokes. you got your relationships with people um, that are based on this. And so all of a sudden, changing into a thin, healthy person, it's like the hardest, I think, (laughs) one of the most surprising parts of losing weight when I lost weight. So I was 50 pounds heavier and my father died of a heart attack. So again, looking back on it, I don't blame anyone because people just don't know what they don't know. But my father died of a heart attack at 54. I was nine years old. My brother was six. And so you would think at that point, It'd be like, well, now again, it was the eighties. People just didn't know. So I'll give, i give everyone a pass on this. But by the time I, it was 10 years later, I was 50 pounds heavier and I was eating like shit, binge drinking. You know what I mean? I was just off the rails with my health. And then all of a sudden, again, just through a miracle, I, I come across a bunch of stuff and I start really transforming from the inside out. And so I start eating healthier. I start losing weight. So what do you think the reaction is from people around me? Do you think it's really positive? Everyone's supporting me, cheering me on that's not what it was. <laughs> the people that love me most, and I know they love me most, uh, were not that supportive. They would say, "You look sick. Are you okay? Are you starting a cult? What's wrong with you? Are you turning into a health nut?" <laughs> so, it, it was it was on and on, okay? So, I don't know why it's this way, but it is. And so you you like to think that losing weight everyone's going to cheer you on. That's yeah, unfortunately not necessarily the case. So you've got to learn how to deal with that. But that's just one example of this subconscious process of creating change that you probably never think about. There's a lot of stuff going on subconsciously that's keeping you stuck overweight. It's not that you're lacking the right plan. You have to get out of that mindset. There's no magical plan that's going to appear that is going to change all that inner work you probably need to do. And so I don't mean to bum you out with this, but to me, it's like, I would rather have a plan. I I think of my program like college, okay? So college is not easy, obviously, right? You're saying, okay, I'm gonna make this four-year commitment to get this degree, to master this area of study, to better myself. And you invest lots of time, energy, and money, and you commit to it, and you know it's gonna be hard. But what you're doing is you're committing to a systemic approach to mastering a body of knowledge. And you're investing in the support of the teachers to help you through those difficult times. You see? And so it's like you need to, I think, you need to approach your weight with that same kind of mindset. It's not easy. You're not just gonna start on a Monday and get to your goal weight. Like it's not a straight line of success. Rarely. I've never seen that. There's always cause how long is it going to take you to lose the weight? A couple weeks, months or years. It's a it's a long term thing just to get to the goal and then you want to keep it off. You know, so what you need is you need support. Typically you need a system that's, again, I say my pro, my program is like, it's simple, but not easy, you know? And so it's like college. I mean, college is simple, but not easy. It's simple, it's laid out. You do these courses first year, then you do these courses, then you choose these courses, you know what I mean? And then you get your degree. So it's laid out for you. And so even though it's a challenge, knowing that you're dealing with all the things that are gonna get you to where you wanna go is satisfying. The worst thing for a human brain is uncertainty. Uncertainty is like kryptonite to your brain. And when it comes to weight loss, when it comes to losing weight, there's so much uncertainty because the diets never help you deal with any of the stuff that's really impacting your weight, right? Again, how are, you gonna, how are you gonna master your weight? How are you gonna lose weight for good if you don't even know how to influence your motivation? If you don't know how to install new habits, what are you doing? And you've got one tool, one tool and one tool alone. It's willpower. And you're, you're trying to rely on this willpower. And if you understood your mind, you'd understand that willpower is a horrible tool to use exclusively. You know, it's there to be used strategically, but to try and use it to 100% change your behavior tomorrow, starting on Monday. And just, I'm going to use my willpower to, to act different from tomorrow on. Like it hasn't worked and it's probably never going to work. How many times have you tried it? <laughs> All right, someone asks, what do we do once we identify the subconscious beliefs that hold us back? Yeah, great. So the first part of the process really is when we're taking a subconscious approach to change, right? So that's what I do, right? So my, my idea of, of changing your weight is really built around the idea that you're going to reprogram your subconscious mind. And so the first step of that is awareness, right? Just by nature, just by the words, you have a conscious mind that's aware of what you're doing and is aware of what's happening right now. And then you have a subconscious mind that just kind of runs things. And so the first part of this process is recognizing the things you do on autopilot because those things are outside of your awareness most of the time. And this is why you need to be able to have a strategy to deal with your mistakes, which you do not have right now. Most people, you know, they respond to mistakes when they, again, eating mistakes. So it's like, they want to lose weight and then all of a sudden they eat a bag of cookies, right? And in that situation, people typically either say, that's, I'm never gonna do that again, or they beat themselves up for the next, you know, three days about it, okay? Neither one of those things help you learn or grow or change at all. They keep you stuck. It's literally hypnosis to keep you stuck, right? So you need a strategy like to deal with mistakes because not to sound corny, but your mistakes are your greatest teachers. You learn more from your mistakes than anything else. But what happens with you and your weight loss when you make a mistake? That's it, right? You quit. Fuck it. All or nothing. (laughs) You know what I mean? And it's like it's that. It's like it's like if you wanted to play piano and every time you made a mistake, ah, forget, I'm done. I quit. I'm sick of this, right? Well, then you ain't never gonna learn the piano then, right? And and you're never gonna lose the weight if you have no strategy to deal with your mistakes. So in my program, it's again, it's called utilization. And so imagine when you make a mistake, you're just as excited when you make a mistake as when you have a great day, because you know, either one of them is going to support you along the same path. And yeah, the mistakes propel you faster, ironically. So we don't mind when we make mistakes. Um, And then when you do well, again, it just reinforces what you want. But we relish the mistakes. We eat them up, you know, like snacks. We love them because they teach you a lot. So okay, so once you identify the subconscious beliefs that hold you back, what you have to do is you have to create a new subconscious belief in its place, okay? You can't just say, oh, I, I think I'm a, so what are some subconscious beliefs people have? And I'm, I'm, if you wanna give me yours, I'll, I'll speak specifically to your subconscious belief. That'll be more relevant and interesting. Um, but what are some conscious, subconscious beliefs people may have? Well, they may say, I don't have the willpower to lose the weight, right? I have no willpower, so I can't lose weight. And so if someone believes that, what what chance do they have, right? If they're holding that belief deep down. Now, again, it's not on the surface. You have to understand, let me put it this way, right? Limiting beliefs get a lot of their power from living in the shadows. And what I mean by that is that these limiting beliefs are in the shadows and they never get questioned. And so our subconscious mind just treats them as if they were real. And it's amazing that as you get in this process of questioning your subconscious beliefs, you really begin to believe that you can't change anything, but you don't realize what's going on. So it's becoming aware of these subconscious beliefs and then questioning them. And a lot of times they just melt in the face of questioning. And sometimes you got to work with them. Um, So someone said, oh, okay, great, great. So this person says that I'm more interesting as someone overweight than people are shallow. Okay, (laughs) now we're talking. And I, I really, thank you for writing that because that's what I'm talking about. I say sometimes, right, that, I work in the realm of the stupid. And so what I mean by that is that our subconscious mind seems stupid to our conscious mind. Let's take Pavlov's dogs for a second. Because you you know Pavlov's dogs, he would show them the food, they would salivate, and he started ringing the bell the same time as he showed them the food. And what happened is you took a natural response of salivating when they see the food, and he created a conditioned response of ringing the bell at the same time. So that he could just ring the bell and elicit the same response from the dog. Okay, so now you can ring the bell and elicit the same response that the food would elicit. This is amazing. Now, this same thing you can do to people. They've done these same experiments. People run the same thing. As smart as we are, our subconscious mind just links things together. It's called associative conditioning. And so our minds hold on to these beliefs like we don't question them. They just kind of go in sneakily. And so it's it's coming up with them and understanding them that really is the secret and we have to work through them. But these limiting beliefs may seem stupid to our conscious mind, right? Cause you say, I'm more interesting as someone overweight. Like logically that may make no sense, but subconsciously it makes a lot of sense and it's driving your behaviors, <laughs> all right? So the person says, I know it's wrong, I can't help it. That's what we're talking about. And that gets to the heart of your whole struggle by the way, right? You know what you should do. You know why you wanna do it, but you can't get yourself to do it. That's not even the problem. The problem is you don't even understand what the hell is going on. (laughs) How come I've been at this for 30 years and I can't, I don't know what to do. And it's because you don't understand your mind. You know, you have this conscious mind, it's logical and rational. It's not running the show though. Your subconscious mind, which is irrational, just associative, just links things together, is running the show. Okay, so what I'd like to do is I'd like to go through, I mean, why do you think that first of all? Most likely, because I had a very similar thing. My dad was known as an eater. He was obese, but he was the greatest dude on the planet. I mean, this guy, everyone loved him. He was just so likable, hardworking, awesome, awesome guy. I mean, it was unbelievable. Like the people came to his funeral. It was, they'd have two nights of, of a wake. There was it was lines out the door. I mean, it was insane. People loved him. And so I always had this idea that being overweight makes you the fun guy. That's what it seemed like. <laughs> and I've had to go through this multiple times. I did this with alcohol. I did this with um, being thin, doing yoga. Right? I was like, if I do yoga, I'm not gonna be funny. I'm not gonna have a sense of humor. So yeah, it's these subconscious limiting beliefs we have that are keeping us back. So the first step is to bring it out and say, what, I believe that. And, and it's, it's always that process, you're like, holy cow, I can't believe I believe this. Um, and Christine, I see yours, I'm gonna get to that in a second. Um, so so it's, it's recognizing these subconscious ideas that are driving so much of our behavior because they don't make any sense, right? So the first thing I would suggest is, so how do you influence the subconscious mind with that? So again, we're not not using our conscious mind and our logic. Um, we're recognizing. So let me, let me give you a quick metaphor first. Our our mind is like a cruise ship. The conscious mind is like the captain. The subconscious mind is like the crew. And for the ship to run properly, you need both of them. But they need to be doing their roles properly. The captain can't get pissed off the crew and say, get out of here, you're all fired. I'm going to do everything because he can't maintain that. Now, that's what most people, that's what dieting is, right? When you say, that's it, I'm going to micromanage every food decision I make. And you can do it for a couple of days or maybe a couple of weeks and then you get burnt out, just like the captain would. Maybe he could run everything for a couple of days, but then he's going to get exhausted and tired and not be able to do it, okay? And we can't have the the crew obviously kick the captain out because we need the captain's guidance and, and intelligence and in running the management of, of the crew. So we need both of them, but what we need to do is we need to learn how to communicate from the captain down to the crew. Because in this metaphor, imagine that you know the, the captain speaks Chinese and the crew speaks French. And so there's a language barrier. And the language barrier, the barrier here is that our conscious mind understands concepts and language. Our subconscious mind, the language of the subconscious mind is imagination. And so we need to overcome that that language barrier that communication barrier and we want to take conscious ideas and implement them subconsciously so there's a number of ways to do this and it's a lot easier when I can kind of go back and forth with you or we understand the whole process however one thing I would suggest is that you start thinking of some thin people that may be interesting to you okay I would look for actual examples role modeling is kinda of the royal road to fast results because if you see a person if you see with your own eyeballs, a person who's thin and interesting and a compelling person, that pretty much your brain, I, I see him and that's true. There's, there's a person, there's an example, <laughs> and that'll wipe it out. But you understand like what you've been doing, maybe you've recognized this limiting belief for a little while, but you've only been addressing it consciously. And you're saying, I know it's not true, but you haven't replaced it with a new idea, okay? So you could look for some thin people that you consider to be very interesting. That are way beyond just wanting to look a certain way. Because I get that. It's a limiting belief. And I promise you, if you're struggling with your weight, you are full. You're a big old container of limiting beliefs. It's your limiting beliefs that are keeping you overweight. I promise you. I'll give you another example that's related to that almost. A lot of people associate being thin with being sick. Okay? And so maybe in your life, you got sick and you lost a bunch of weight. Maybe someone you loved got sick and lost a bunch of weight and then died. You know, I had someone that was on one of these lives the other day and they say, I think it was their sisters or they knew two people that got thin and and then died. And so if that's the experience you've had, you've got to address it. You know what I mean? You've got to address it in in this subconscious way. So one of the easiest ways, again, is to find some thin people that you think are very interesting, that completely blow that idea up. If you want to take it a step further, find some overweight people that are really shallow, <laughs> you know? And so give yourself some actual evidence because your subconscious mind will reference those and it'll kind of blow that belief up. Now, you may need to do some more work on it, but that's get, – get the idea, the gist of what I'm saying, okay? Um, someone says my subconscious mind says I can't do it and that I will never get there no matter what I do. Yeah, okay. So a lot of people are in that situation. But what you need to recognize is that you haven't done everything. This, there's an illusion. The diets have created an illusion that you've tried everything and it's bullshit because the diets are all exactly the same. The specifics change. The philosophies change. So one tells you to eat carbs, one tells you not to eat carbs, eat proteins, eat grapefruits. They're always telling you something different. But the thing that makes all diets exactly the same is that they're telling you what to do and never showing you how to get yourself to do it. There's almost never a mindset lifestyle component to these diets. They're very much like a superficial one trick pony. It's a carnival game. They're trying to make it seem as easy as possible. And you do that by creating a simple concept. Just stop eating carbs. Nothing could sound easier and nothing could be harder to implement. And so they're carnival games that just kind of give you this. So we sometimes create this illusion in our mind that we've tried everything and nothing works. But have you tried a mindset approach? Have you tried a lifestyle holistic-based approach to mastering your weight? Have you ever had the goal of mastering your weight so that you could return to your goal weight and live the rest of your life at your goal weight on near autopilot? I'm going to assume not, and so that changes the narrative in your mind. Because I promise you, you're in a diet trance, and when you think about weight loss, what you're actually thinking about is dieting. So the point that some people can't even imagine losing weight in other way, in any other way, other than dieting, and it's it's a it's an intentional thing. As I said, the food comes in the diet is the same thing. Listen, in the '70s, everything went wrong. What went wrong in the '70s? It, I keep I, I keep meaning I got to show you. I got a chart of America over the last 20 years, um, and it shows the obesity and the type two diabetes numbers just off the charts, where it starts off in the mid-70s where almost no one's overbe- obese or overweight, around 20%. Um, and almost no one, very few people have type two diabetes. And as the the, the years go by, you, it turns into 70% overweight or obese. You know, Something happened. Well, what happened is the cigarette companies, started divesting from cigarettes in the 70s because they knew the, the studies were going to come out linking their stuff to, to cancer. And so they went into food, right? R.J. Reynolds went into craft. And, and lots of them divested into the foods. And all of a sudden they started using the same mentality to create the most hyper addictive products and to market in the most aggressive strategic ways. And now all of a sudden that's what, in my opinion, there's more than just that, but that's a huge part of it. And so now all of a sudden, you know, we've got these foods that are so addictive and we've got this constant barrage of marketing um, and programming and hypnosis coming at us that we almost can't see without outside of it. And that's around the exact same time that diets started. You know, they, Weight Watchers was sold in 1978. You know, so all the diets in the way that we know them um, really start around that same time period. And I swear, they're just, they're bullshit. They don't work. You know, how can you be trying to diet for 40 years, not knowing this? And you're listening to me for 20 minutes here and I'm giving you a completely different perspective on it. Like, how is this possible? Because I ain't the smartest person in the world. No way. These dudes that that own all these companies and these diets and these big food companies, they have so much resources. You know, you don't even know what you're up against. I was just saying this real quick that Unilever, which owns Ben and Jerry's ice cream, you know how they come up with their flavors and their ingredients, their recipes? Because we tend to intuitively think like, these companies are making their foods in the kitchen. They got people just kind of in their food, their kitchen labs, coming up with recipes and cooking stuff up. They put people into an fMRI machine, which scans your brain in real time, and they start dripping ice cream onto their tongue to see which ingredient concoctions, which you know recipes, create the biggest pleasure center, uh, you know, stimulation. This is what we're up against. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's so um, they they've got us coming and going. You know, like so even when we look for solutions to wait. Uh, it's still them, <laughs> you know what I mean? And they're still conditioning us that way. So, yeah, so much of this whole process is freeing ourselves from the mental prison that we're living in. That Your weight is primarily a mental challenge more than it is a physical one. And the physical one's there too, but the mental one's the biggest one, all right? Um, someone says, I still struggle to have ideas on what to do when a hit with stress. Yeah, sure. So, So the thing with stress is it's coming up with strategies. You know, managing your stress is crucial to being able to master your weight. So let me explain why for a second, because um, I want to do it in a little more detail than you may think about it. And this comes down to your nervous system, right? So you have two core nervous systems. You have a sympathetic nervous system, which is your fight, flight, or freeze response. And you have your parasympathetic nervous system, your rest and digest system. And so they're completely different ways of being they' They're literally two different versions of you is a good way to think about it. So when you go into your sympathetic fight, flight, or freeze response, and you do this all the time when you get stressed. So I was talking to a client this morning, I was working with him. He just traveled, um, was traveling over the last week. And so just traveling creates all this stress. You, you see what I'm saying? And, um, it's So it's not life or death technically. Like your your conscious brain knows it's not life or death. But subconsciously you're responding as if it were. And your fight, flight, or freeze response is activated. So what happens when that goes on? Well, when you activate your sympathetic nervous system, your fight, flight, or freeze response, the blood goes from your brain out to your muscles so that you can fight, flight, or freeze, right? And it goes away from your brain. So not only does it create a biochemical situation that really pulls you away from losing weight because you start releasing adrenaline into your body or you start releasing cortisol. All these things cause you to hold on to the weight. They stimulate your hunger. That goes on, but then psychologically is the big one. You pull the, you pull the blood away from the brain, specifically your prefrontal cortex, which is on the top of your brain in the front, and it takes the most energy. Okay, so you pull the energy away from your critical, executive, logical thinking, your creativity, your clarity of mind. You pull your brain away from that and you become very emotional, reactive, responsive, okay? So managing your stress is crucial because what you're really doing is you're training your body to activate its parasympathetic nervous system. Now I can tell you, I've been on a 30 year process of training my nervous system because I've got as tweaked up a nervous system as anyone. And it's 30 years of practicing yoga, practicing relaxation, managing it. So I want to be clear that your stress and managing it, there is no, I can't just give you a tactic and, and let it work. It is a commitment. It's like, you know, you keep having to deal with body odor being dirty, right? And so you have to take showers all the time, right? Well, Tough shit. What are you going to do? What's the alternative? I don't know. You know what I mean? And so it's important that you recognize this is a lifelong thing. It's like brushing your teeth, right? You can't just brush your teeth in some amazing way tonight and then you're all set and never have to brush them again. It's an ongoing thing. And stress management's the same thing because we live in a stressful world. We live with lots of stressors that are activating our sympathetic nervous system. And so the easiest way to do this, at least the first step is so, Lori, you're in the program, so it's listening to those sessions on a Monday morning. I, I mean, why don't I a Monday morning? It's listening to those sessions in the morning first thing, you know, or at least within the first half hour or so. And it's every day experiencing and training your parasympathetic nervous system, relaxing, noticing what that feels like, getting used to it. You know, relaxing is a skill, you know, and so as you get good, you can do it right now. Notice how tense you are, first off, And then relax your shoulders. Relax your chest. Relax your stomach. And relax that face. Those face muscles have a huge impact on how you feel. Relax your jaw. Keep those muscles relaxed. And now breathe more fully. right? Bring more air into your body. Breathe through your nose and exhale through your nose if you can. Now notice how much better you can feel just in a moment. And notice how rarely you feel this way, okay? So it becomes a muscle you build up. It becomes a, a skill that you develop. And yeah, it sucks. But like I said, I've had my own struggles. I'm not gonna go into it now, but it just becomes, I wish I could just be more relaxed, but I guess I can't. I, I don't know. You know, I'm working out, I'm trying, but it's like, maybe I'll never be like the relaxed kind of person I wanted, thought I could be when I started this whole process. However, I am so much more relaxed than I used to be And when I realize I'm stressed, my ability to let it go and relax is so much better, okay? So yeah, it can be a struggle and that's okay, right? Because again, people approach weight loss like, oh, just tell me what to do and I'll do it. That's bullshit, no, you won't. You have to practice and reinforce being the person you wanna be. Being thin and becoming a thin person is very much like learning to play the piano or learning how to golf or learning another language. It's not about just being told what to do. It's about being told what to do and then practicing it. Practicing it. You know, and very few people think of it that way. Someone says, I like your idea I heard on TikTok about indifference toward food. Your material is new to me and it's been at least 30 years of a struggle. Yeah, okay, right? That's what I'm talking about. So I don't know why it's this way. You know what I mean? Like I I don't wanna be the only person out here talking about weight. Uh, mastery. I don't want to be the only person talking about the mindset piece and the holistic approach and lifestyle pieces and using strategy and reinforcement to make this happen. Um, but I am, and I don't know why it's like this. I know there must be some other people out there, but it's like, that's why I do this for free. My mission is to help as many people as possible live at their goal weight. And so that's why I reorganized my entire business. I've been doing this professionally for 20 years, done over 5,000 private weight loss sessions. And so for the last few years, I've really been doing a lot of private coaching and, and last year I, I really spent a lot of time certifying people in my program yourself then method and so um I just reorganized because I'm like I just want to I gotta get this stuff out there for free you know what I mean like just let people know there's another way to approach this um and so I saw yeah I have a program and stuff that that I reorganize that as well um because yeah you know I mean it's it's if you want to commit to it it helps to have a system and an ability to commit and an opportunity to invest in yourself you know what I mean like listen, we live in a modern America, modern world, you know, money talks and bullshit walks. So it's like when you value something, you invest in it, you know? So there still is that part of it, but you know, I'm, I'm telling you all the same stuff. Like I'm telling it all to you, you know, cause I want you to realize that it's not you. If you've struggled with your weight, it's not cause you're broken. It's not cause you don't have willpower. It's not cause you can't lose weight. It's because you have no real system that you're following. It's woefully inadequate. You know, um, you're trying to put a, a band aid on a, a, bazooka wound, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's not enough. This idea that someone's just gonna tell you what to do and then what, you're just gonna do it? I and mean, it's, it's, it's absolutely insane, you know? But you're walking around in this trance state of thinking like, I just need the plan, I just need the plan. And it's just not enough. I mean, geez, even people that get like gastric bypass or a uh, lap band where they literally shrink their stomach down, even those people eventually, you know, th- th- at first it's just a dramatic thing and they eat less. But then there's a lot of people that end up just eating all day, <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like, if you'd never do that inside work, you know, it's always gonna be a struggle. But if you do the inside work, it doesn't take that long. You know, I would say like, people overestimate how much they can lose in a month and underestimate how much they can lose in a year. And so you're so addicted to chasing shortcuts that you don't just commit to a process that works, you know? <laughs> um, so anyways. It is a struggle to stop eating the things we're used to. Yeah, absolutely, right? Because you're, you're just used to doing it. You have subconscious programming to eat that way. That's where you're at right now. And so you think, let me just frame it this way here, that you think losing weight, you've got these subconscious programs that cause you to eat the way that you eat, to crave the food you crave, to eat them the way you eat them, to eat them when you eat them. That's the programming you have. And it runs on autopilot. Right? The same part of your brain, you don't have to ride a bike for 50 years and you get on it and you just know how to ride it. Well, is that because you remember how to ride it? Is that because you're telling yourself, okay, now put the left foot on and now, okay, now lean over to the left a little bit, now tighten up the right muscles and lean over? You're not doing any of that. You just get on and somehow you're magically able to do it. Well, what's the magic? The magic is that that's a process that's stored in your subconscious mind, okay? All your eating behaviors are stored in your subconscious mind. And so you have these eating behaviors that are programmed into you that keep you overweight and you're weight loss approach is to I'm going to use my willpower to stop doing those and I'm going to try and force myself to do something healthier you see it's just it's bound for failure so my process is to recognize these programs and to reprogram in new behaviors that run on autopilot that keep you at your goal weight and so it's a process it's not as fast the fastest thing you can do is just stop eating that's the fastest way to lose weight (laughs) but how long is it going to last you know what I mean you've got to take that into account you know um someone says that music analogy really blew my mind open yesterday finding opportunities to practice yeah rosa right i've been thinking about that all day so rosa's in the program and we were talking about um how to think about this process differently because rosa like a lot of people so i'm going to share a little bit of your story rosa so she one of the things she was working on is drinking more water okay and so we get on the call and she's like well i'm really pissed here i am i got brought my water bottle to work and it's empty right? And so she's all mad at herself, you know? And so she's beating herself up. You ever done this, anyone? <laughs> you ever want to lose weight or do something better than you didn't do it? And then what do you do? You beat the shit out of yourself, right? So she's beating herself up and she's good at it. She's a smart per- person, right? So she's good at beating herself up. And they um, so say, wait a second. So how is the water thing going? You know? And she's like, well, it's like I got, I'm drinking water in the morning, I'm drinking the afternoon. I got like two thirds of it down, but then I don't have to work, right? So <laughs> in one week, she's now instituted a habit of drinking water two out of the three times she wants to do it, right? But what's her mind focused on, right? The the time she's not doing it and she's classifying it as ultimate failure. I failed, right? Instead of looking at it like, holy shit, look at me. I got two of them in there. Now let's work on getting this third one. What do I got to do? Right? That's a solution-oriented mindset versus a problem-oriented mindset, right? And it gets right to the heart of this. So... Yeah, we went into the music because she used to play the clarinet, and she was really good at it, and she practiced it. And so I like to use I, – I, it doesn't matter what it is. Anything you've worked on in your life, like skill-based-wise, that you've practiced at and got it good at, is always a great reference point for how to lose weight. And you never think of it this way because you just think you need to know what to do, and then you're just going to get yourself to do it. When in reality, transforming your behavior, transforming your weight, means you have to transform your behavior. In order to transform your behavior, it's not about knowing what to do or what not to do. It's about reinforcement. So I use the example of writing with your hand. You know how to write, don't you? Do you? Yeah, you can write with your hand, but you know everything you need to know about writing. Can you do it with the other hand? Or you got to go get a book on how how to write with my left hand and then, then I'll know how to do it. Well, that's not how you'd learn if you wanted to learn with the other hand. What would you do? You know everything, so why can't you just do it? Right. But we don't think of it that way, but that's how you're approaching weight loss. Isn't it? I just need a new plan. Is there new, some new diet? What's going on now? Oh, the zone diet. Oh, cool. South beach. Oh, sounds great. Let me try it. <laughs> right? And it's like, you know, it's not, it's not about like having some perfect plan. It's about practicing, reinforcing the new behaviors just because you know, you should drink more water. doesn't mean you're just going to drink water automatically tomorrow. It took me like a year and a half to implement my water routine. So why should you just be able to do it in one day? Who are you? Do you know what I mean? Like again, I'm not trying to be rude, but it's like it's such, it's such ridiculous thinking. It's so childlike, to be honest. I mean, and that's what they're doing. They're keeping you like a child in a sense with your weight loss. And I I don't mean to offend, but you're you're really you're thinking that if I just had the plan, then I would just do it. It, That's not true, you know? The problem is you don't know how to get yourself to do it, and you don't know how to get yourself to do it because you haven't practiced it. Just because you practice it and you did it one day and then the next day you didn't, doesn't mean you failed, it just means you forgot and you do reinforce it. You know. So what I'm gonna share this with Rosa. Rosa was, we were talking about the water thing, right? So she's beating herself up. And I was like, I've had this conversation with myself as well, right? Because it's like, I did this with the water. I've done it with every habit I've had. Because it's like, okay, I wanna drink water. And so that's my intention. And I get up the next day and next thing I know, I realize I didn't drink my water. And so now this negative voice in my head starts saying, you stupid asshole, you don't even care. You didn't drink your water. You don't care about this. You, you failed. You didn't do it. You, right? And I'm, I'm mad at myself. And then one day I realized, because I started to develop this positive voice, the coach voice, right? And that voice said, hey, shut up. I, we want to drink water. We just forgot. It's a new habit. It's a new behavior. We forgot. Lay off. I'm going to practice working on it. I just forgot. Do you know what I mean? And it's like this voice in your head is like this parent voice that wasn't necessarily good at helping train you to do new stuff. It just kind of berates you, right? And it's not helping you change your behavior. Beating yourself up's not helping you because you want to drink the water. You want to eat better. You want to exercise. But it takes practice to get yourself to do it. And you're thinking like, just knowing I want to do it should be enough for me to do it. And it's not. That's like the core thinking problem you have almost more than any other ones. So yeah, that music analogy is good though, right, Rosa? Yeah, that's a good one. It's easier to make excuses to stay overweight. It is easier to make excuses, but understand it's not like it's easier to make excuses. It's easier because you've already made the excuses. The main organizing principle of your brain is to conserve energy. That's the number one organizing principle of your brain. That's what it's evolved to do is conserve energy. And so what happens is you can, You've asked the questions, what's wrong with me? Um, Why haven't I lost the weight? You're obsessed with that question. Why can't I lose weight? Why can't I stick to a plan? Why don't I do it? What's wrong with me? You're obsessively asking that question and you're obsessively answering that question with the answers you've been going over for years. And so these are neural connections that are already there. And so it's not like you're just making excuses. It's just the way that you think about weight is ingrained, you've created all these connections. And so now it's very easy for you to run through them. It's way harder to say, okay, what would be the easiest way for me to master my weight? How can I lose weight in a fun and enjoyable, comfortable way? You don't have that answer. That, there's no neural connection there. You have to create it and it takes effort and it's hard and you don't wanna do it. But if you dedicate yourself to asking those types of questions consistently, you start coming up with answers. Your subconscious mind's a servo mechanism; It just answers whatever you ask it. Problem is, you keep asking questions about what's wrong with you. You're trying to diagnose and analyze the problem because you think if you come up with that answer, that it's magically gonna change everything. It is not because the problem you have is a behavioral problem. And again, I bring it back to the piano or playing an instrument. I could tell you what to do. That doesn't mean you can do it, (laughs) do you understand? I was saying this, I have a a client who's a, a piano teacher and She said the hardest people to teach were adults because they understand the concept of playing the piano immediately. But that doesn't mean shit. (laughs) You have to practice it. And it's the same process for adults and kids. It just takes practicing, practicing to create the neural connections. And it's easier to understand a concept than it is to practice the muscle memory of installing that behavior. Back to the handwriting thing. You know how to write with your hand. The problem is you can't do it with the other hand because you haven't installed that behavior into your arm. In your hand okay hope that makes sense so helpful to replace the thoughts thank you yeah and by the way so replacing the thoughts that's the key thing because your subconscious mind doesn't understand negatives so you can identify a limiting belief and say "Oh, that's bullshit That's stupid and that did that changed absolutely nothing you have got to replace it with a new thought you see same thing with the behaviors you can't just be saying i, I shouldn't do this i gotta stop eating ice cream stop eating cookies and that's what diets are aren't they they're fixating you on the food you got to stop eating and so subconsciously Diets are the perfect way to get you focused on the exact food that's causing you to be overweight. And so for a week or two, you won't eat it. And then you're gonna blow up that food behavior, right? Have you ever noticed that? (laughs) That you go on a diet, whatever food you pick, you're not gonna eat. And then as soon as you get off the diet, you overeat that food, right? It's helpful. Someone says, I want autopilot. Yeah, of course you want autopilot. It's the best thing in the world. But notice how much of a better goal that is, right? Because subconsciously, when you think about weight loss, you think of it as primarily pain. We always have this pain-pleasure scale subconsciously that weighs everything. And when it comes to weight loss right now, you when you think about losing weight subconsciously, you think it's going to be more painful and less pleasure than where you're at right now. This is why you have no motivation to lose weight. Okay, And you think it's going to be painful and less pleasure because you think of weight loss as dieting. And you think of dieting as miserable. It's depriving. It sucks. And you don't want to do it. You never ask the question, how can I lose weight in an enjoyable way? How can I lose weight so that it's on autopilot? That's not even part of your goal. It's not even part of your paradigm or worldly. You don't even know if that's an actual outcome you could get. You see? And because you don't know it's there, you're not even thinking about it. You're not even you know, moving in that direction. But as you start focusing on that and you start orienting yourself to that world, you start developing it. promise you. Someone says the program creates the system structure, but you personalize it exactly to overcome, replace your own subconscious mind chatter. Thanks so much. Yeah, that's my program. The, the core of my program is a 60-page workbook you go through. So it's a bit of work. But once you have it, you've got your own personalized roadmap, mindset, lifestyle, eating blueprints customized to you to live at your goal weight for the rest of your life. You know, and it's like, I don't know why. I don't know any of the program does this. You know, I, I don't know why. I wish all the programs did this. <laughs> you know, I'll do something else. But it's like no one's doing this. And it's one of the biggest needs we have in the world. You know, so yeah, you need to customize it to yourself and you need a full system, you know, to make it happen. Um, someone says, Thank you for sharing your content. You're welcome. Yeah, I'm glad you enjoy it. All right. Someone says, can you give us an example of losing weight in a fun and enjoyable way, mindset wise? Thank you. Yeah, the secret is to not make it about weight loss. That's the secret. So I do it, like I live the way I live, not because I wanna lose weight. I do it because I love waking up energized. And I love using that energy to be the best dad I can be, to be the best husband I can be, to run a business that's successful. I love having energy. I love being able to study and come up with new ideas. I love playing guitar. I love doing yoga. I love meditating. I love having the energy to do that. I love what's, Potentially in the future for me, I feel better and better every day, year after year. I'm so excited to see where I end up, you know? So do you see what I'm saying? It's not, there's no easy way to like, there's no enjoyable way to lose weight necessarily. You have to reframe the process and then the weight loss just kind of happens automatically. Okay. So that's the real secret, I think is to make this about something other than weight loss. Because first of all, you have no motivation to lose weight, right? You live in this body and brain that have evolved in a food-scarce environment. This is why a cookie feels so good to eat and a carrot doesn't. Because your brain releases dopamine when you eat something with a lot of calories in it. It's not even about the taste. The taste is associated with the calorie content. OK, they know this. They, they've put a tube into a stomach of a mouse and they track their brain chemicals and they can just literally insert into the stomach. So it's nothing to do with the taste. They insert into the stomach high calorie foods and you release more dopamine, less calorie, less dopamine. So you, you have a brain that wants you to overeat. It wants you to eat. It wants you to store fat. You see, so that's what we're working against. So you have no motivation to lose weight in your brain or in your body. No part of you wants to lose weight intuitively, intrinsically. So you have got to find other motivations uh, that are in, in born in you, intrinsic in you. And so survival, um, quality of life, relationships, being able to provide for people you care for, um, personal development, personal growth, progress, evolution. These are very compelling things. And so if you can make your weight loss part of those things, then the whole process takes on that shine you see? So it's rare, like losing weight is not fun. You know what I mean? Like in in of itself, it's fun watching the scale go down. It's fun creating that change, but it's not like a motivating thing. You know, um, if it was, it would feel like, like as you start eating healthy and start losing weight, you would feel like you did when you ate a cookie and it just doesn't feel that way. So you've got to reframe this process. And I don't want to say it's a sneaky way because you can never trick yourself, but you've got to have a different focus. The focusing on the weight is a very impotent goal. Like it just does not, It doesn't motivate you. There's no motivation there for that. Same with looking the way you want to look better. There's no structures in your brain or body to really want to look better because you evolved in a situation where there's no scale, no mirror, no pictures, no fashion. You know what I mean? Like everyone looked the same pretty much. And and you know what I mean? Like, so it's like we don't have those mechanisms in us. That's why weight loss is hard the way people approach it because they make it all about the things we're just intrinsically not motivated about. <laughs> That's why most people's weight loss is an extrinsic motivator. They just want to look better, you know? And so, um, you got to reframe this process to make it easy, enjoyable, and automatic. Hope that helps. Um, all right, everyone, thank you so much. I, I really appreciate this. Uh, I got a bunch of new videos popping out. So, so check those out over the next couple of days and have a great day and we'll talk soon. Goodbye, everyone.